0: This is the Better Life, Better Work Show, and I'm your host, Allison Crowe. I'm a life and self-leadership coach for authentic and ambitious small business owners and professionals. I show up here in your ears as a transparent leader doing the same inner and outer work that you are. I'm here to remind you that you're probably a gardener and not a machine, and that soft, sustainable, and soulful success is actually available to you on your own terms. Emotional presence and wellness are also available to you as someone who juggles both an amazing business and a beautiful life. I'm here to remind you that more is not better, better is better. I love that you're up for this. Um, Okay, we're live. This I think this is episode number 175. I think. That's mm-hmm. a great number. I, I know. Like there, I think there's totally 185, because oh man, side note, this this is not really about podcasts, but yeah, you have a podcast too. So if you want to give any tips, like yeah. I've been doing this for five years. I don't do it every mm-hmm. single week. It's mm-hmm. I've gotten consistent. But they're so bad in the beginning. And there's just things I didn't know because I started, but I started. And here I am still doing it. Yeah. So I think we have, um, who knows if it's the right episode, but I'm here with uh, Dr. Aaron M. Baker. I love that, Dr. E. Uh, Dr. E, fellow IFS coach. They mm. are um, a little bit ahead of me in the official certification. But I'm finally in. I'm finally in. You are. And by the end of the year, I won't be certified, but I will have my level one complete. And I've been doing shit tons of training since then, plus my own work. What's been up with you in the IFS world and coaching?
1: I mean, it is just, um, it's become the bread and butter, the core of everything. I mean, we talked about this when I was first diving into it, that the IFS just put in this really wonderful framework, everything I'd seen about the world around multiplicity and parts. And, um, I have been thanking my lucky stars that I got into the IFS level one training, because as we know, there are thousands. And every time I talk to someone, it's a different number, but it's in the like over 10,000 range. Right. So I just keep going, Oh, I don't know what the, why the universe did me a solid, but thank you. (laughs) Um, And I'm really glad I'm in the training because, you know, there's something just so different about being with people and picking up the nuances of the model. I've read all the books, I've listened to Dick, I've listened to, um, you know, all of the sort of big founding parents, not just fathers, right, uh, of the IFS model. Mm -hmm. But being in the room and picking up on these very subtle questions to ask and, um, being in the, uh, I thought I was going slow, but no, Mm -hmm. it's slower. (laughs) Right. Um, and you know, something you've said, Allison, that is so profound for us as coaches is to not coach your parts, learning how to be a coach who doesn't coach parts and coming at it from the therapy perspective has been eye-opening and and i think it's really profound because you know i could hear someone on the uh, i see someone listening going well then why aren't you just therapists at this point and we're not um i have something to say about that but we'll go back i wrote it yeah yeah i'm still coaching i'm still talking about coaching topics It's, I'm not necessarily working with people in the context of healing being their primary goal. Healing is sort of secondary to what they've come to me for. But this sort of brute force, you need to like move through your limiting beliefs and um, you need to have explosive insights and that'll catalyze you forward. And you need to like get your parts to see a different perspective. Doesn't work. And I can now see. Like why I was always having this weird tension in the coaching world around this like feels doesn't feel good. I don't know why this doesn't feel good. Coaching's amazing, but this particular mm-hmm. way of coaching doesn't feel good. So it's been really, really mind blowing to be in the presence of, um, you know, 50 other people who aren't coaching their parts either, because that's not how the model works.
0: So the part I want to lay on the table as a possible Mm -hmm. shift, you said the phrase therapy perspective. And of course, Mm -hmm. being a coach and not legally allowed Mm -hmm. to be a therapist, I have like little Mm want to do it right parts that are like Mm -hmm. hybrid. And you and I have actually had some discussions about this. Off camera and off podcast, too. I'm not going to call it the therapy perspective. I'm going to call it the consent perspective, the curious yes. perspective. Like, yes, some of the very early things I learned in coaching, and I always go back to this even before I found IFS. And I'm not saying like if listen on, on Facebook, <laughs> I started a list, but it's just too tedious to keep it. But like, there are people I coach. 12 years ago, 15 years ago. And I'm sure I was a little bit of a cunt. I'm sure. Sh- I, I was too. Right? Like, I'm sure I was, was like all ego and bossy and performative and all that other stuff. And I was trained in a very toxic coaching, very, very toxic coaching environment. And there's a lot of good things. But one of the things I learned was from coactive coaching, I think. I th- I'm pretty sure my, the person who taught me, like, just stole a bunch of stuff from ICF and trained us with it. Um, but it was that the client is resourceful and whole. And I I have always mm-hmm. tried to remember that. And personally, mm-hmm. I get so frustrated. I know sometimes like my therapist and my coaches are like, oh, Allison just needs to be witnessed. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm just, I just need to be witnessed. So yeah. I'm saying and I'm realizing and you and I both today, this is how we ended up on a random live stream podcast. We were both sh- both doing our thing um around nothing on a saturday and i was like let's grab a drink and just do an ifs jam session Seriously. catch up and we may have to make this a regular series um mm-hmm. because we were both talking about just some of the toxic like bypassing and coaching and one of you and i both are just adoring simone soul and mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. shared today i was like i don't you know i'm not somebody i share when i share when i share i share i mean i'm i really mm-hmm. mean it and she's teaching some things that. Um, you know, I talk about, but I'm not ready to put up a whole class. So I'm like, people need to go take her, how not to gaslight. And now she's doing one mm-hmm. on how not to be an asshole in sales. And in my room, we call it sovereign sales. And one of the first things that I did realize that therapists are taught as a skill over and over again. So I think that's why we can say the therapist's perspective, but it's with the skill that therapists are taught is consent. And it's mm-hmm. not just consent in your agreement, it's consent over and over and over again throughout a session, yes. right? Like yes. you're always getting permission, always. Because any bit, any moment the per- permission could shift. And so you're yes. really, this is where it blows my mind.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love this.
0: Right? Because I know you're this way too. Here we are doing this internal consent or consent with our clients. And everything is permission and permission. And you don't have to do this if you don't want to. Permission, permission. And it's the opposite of what all the structural bullshit systems of the world have done to us. And maybe I'm just a little nerd because I'm seeing it right now. I'm 50 and I'm like, I'm just seeing all this stuff and I, I see it so differently. And uh, now I'm, that consent and that permission for these parts and the going slow is everything we didn't get as little kids. We didn't get, um, I didn't get as a woman. You probably mm-hmm. haven't gotten as non-binary. Um, yep. right? Like um yeah. you certainly are not still getting as a non-binary person. Um, and I know you have a before life and that experience yes. and, and right, yeah. like and doctors not giving us an inner authority and no wonder. In, we don't eat, You're right. We don't have to do therapy. And all these things that come up in the coaching world as, quote, limiting beliefs or blocks, these parts have said enough. You can take mm-hmm. any class you want. You can tell me I can be inspired all day long. But as soon as that dopamine hits off, those protectors are like, nope, not going there. Yep. Not until you pay some attention to me. Not without my
1: consent. Able- <laughs> consent, right? And I think what's so powerful, and I'm hearing how you're saying it, and I, I think I can apply it to so many different realms of life it's the moment by moment permission, the moment by moment consent. Just because I consented to something five minutes ago doesn't mean yeah. I still consent. And I've experienced that both in my own internal work and in working mm. with clients where. It makes a shift. And if we're not slowed down and attuned to, is this okay right now? We are violating our clients. We are doing harm. Mm -hmm. And the moment by moment permission, I'm going to use the word permission because I talked about non-binary. The moment by moment permission for things to change. Mm Mm-hmm. It's something we have not been given in any realm of life.
0: If it was okay five minutes ago or five seconds ago and you changed your mind, I mean, like, we can can say that's just about sex, but it's about everything.
1: Well, and if you change your mind too much, then that's a knock on you. You can't commit. You can't make a decision. Yeah, there's something wrong with you. You
0: changed your mind. Yep, exactly. You know what actually really led this to me is... um, There was a, uh, she's a trauma therapist on TikTok and it was just a short little video, but it clicked open a portal and she said, I am not teaching my, I think her son is sixth grade, my sixth grade son consent. I am teaching them enthusiastic yes. I am Mm. teaching them, Mm. are are their faces happy? Are they moving towards you? Are they smiling real quick? And she was talking about sex. Mm-hmm. And or are they saying "Yes" with the head down? Mm-hmm. And I just went, my whole body is like it's got cold shivers. So I get shivers a lot, but I don't normally get a, a heavy chill. Because as For me, as a girl and as a woman... And in my little Petri dish of growing up, disagreement meant violence mm-hmm. or disconnection. And so I went along to get along. And then, yeah, it turned into the same thing with sex later, too. But, like, mm-hmm. just anybody, you can't have those feelings. That's not right. Was the, like, just oh my gosh, I see it now. I can't not see it. It's like, I have the, the, the autonomy and, and the permission to have autonomy. Cause I think we would have these experiences like, where, Oh, like, Oh, I'm gonna, I'm going to be this for myself. And then somebody slaps you down and gaslights you and tells you you're wrong. And so of course we disconnect. And so, yeah, the consent mm-hmm. slow and the, um, and, and that, that was why it was important to me. It's, I, I don't think it's something that should just be attributed to therapists. I think it's a relationship mm. skill and definitely Absolutely. needs to be in the coaching world. There is so much freaking toxic harm in the coaching world. Um, and
1: I wrote about this. It's, it's insidious because well-meaning people don't realize they're doing it. Right. Right. I mean, I, yeah. and we, you and I have both been assholes to our, to our clients because that's the way we were taught. And that's what we were, at least for me, I'll speak for me. It was, that was, what's in the highest good of my client. I need to be a stand for the possibility on the other side of this limiting belief at all costs. Right. And so the thing that really gets me and is why I'm so passionate about how can I bring this more to the coaching industry is the toxic, the toxic, some of the toxic behavior is intentional, but a lot of it is not. Yeah. And it's just a well, lack we live of in we education live in and yeah, awareness.
0: We, we, live right.
1: in that. we live
0: in the context of toxic systems. And I'm also like the more I'm spending time with my go along to get along parts and my people pleasing. I'm doing a lot of study and a lot of sharing and teaching and coaching and working with people and myself on these people pleasing parts and Mm -hmm. there's just so much to witness, not even to teach Mm -hmm. myself, but like these, these parts are just show, Oh my gosh.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And then so that you, you started out by talking about don't coach ourselves. And I've had two people that have had really strong reactions to me saying that, um, because, because I'll, I'll add on my coach told me, Hey, by the way, don't coach yourself. And since then, I have realized I also have to watch out for self-parenting, even Mm -hmm. self-soothing, like what we call caretaking parts. Mm -hmm. They are not bad. And many of us in the coaching world have also learned self-parenting modalities. Mm -hmm. And there is, so this goes back to the nuance you mentioned, Parts can be self-led or they can be burden-led. <laughs> mm-hmm. And a lot of my coachy parts are burdened. When I'm self-coaching, burden-led. If I'm self-parenting, yes. I have to double check. And even, even wait to soothe because are we soothing to avoid, to immediately stop the pain instead of witness what needs to be right. witnessed? And so that that distinction about coaching parts caretaking parts, because they're so well meaning and they look so good. And people are all like, no, but I want, and I'm like, I'm not saying you're wrong. You can't do this wrong. I'm just saying.
1: it's (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I see it from the parts perspective, but it's like an energetic shift. Right. So it Mm -hmm. doesn't mean I don't point out the limiting beliefs of a part. Doesn't mean right. I don't invite that part yes. to try on new beliefs. It's just, right. is that come from, from a curious, compassionate place connected to the part? Has the part been witnessed or is it from a, I need to change you right now?
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Like I'm not I, I do a lot. <laughs> right. And what, I, what I do with a lot of my clients is I give people the, why isn't the part, is the part willing to try this on for size, this new yeah. belief? Right. And then, you know, sometimes that means we design an actual, we are doers in coaching. We design a little experiment where the part will like go out in the world and see if it can validate this new belief. But that's not me being like, you need to believe this. You need to change this. Your beliefs are wrong. When are you going to show up for yourself part? Right.
0: I realized long before IFS, you know, there's the cognitive, um, the cognitive thinking model or whatever, CBT model. And I did learn like thoughts equal Programming equals thoughts, equals feelings, equals actions. And at one point, actually, when I started Soli's back in 2017, I had this like sacred seed and kind of overlaid these being, doing, and having models. And in my experience in coaching, I was like, we can't just like see a thought and change it to change the feeling. I I intuitively knew from my own personal experience, I was like... These, some of these feelings need to be felt like that's a slow down. That's like a, like if we're doing a race car and coaching and going forward, this is a slow curve, right? So once you Mm -hmm. notice the thought is creating a feeling, slow down. And then Mm -hmm. I would draw this thing where there's like this whole other thing that has to happen before we can come back um, effectively, trying to find a good word Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. because until that part has enough trust right like until that part has had the experience they need to have which doesn't have to be here's the coaching defending part like it doesn't have to be therapeutic but that the part needs to be witnessed and heard and a lot i'm finding that with i I tell my clients we do a lot of middle management work so we work with a lot of managers everyone's Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm. um exiles very rarely come up but the middle managers, mm. man, they are burdened. The caretaking parts are burdened and they yeah. need witness mm-hmm. and they need slow. And they're like, I need to tell you about this. Okay. I've told you now I'm ready to go.
1: Okay. I'll try your experiment. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, I'm kind of tired of doing this thing. So if, if you, yeah. think you can help me do something different, I guess I'm all ears. Right but it takes, it takes a while. And I think that's a, this, the slowdown of IFS really, for me, ran up against some of my discomfort around, you know, coaching being this like fast thing that people would say, I went to therapy for years and a single coaching, you know, changed my life. And like, I have one client who we discovered a part and I was very clear that it was a learning part, a really, really strong manager that had been there for a long time. And Mm -hmm. I was thinking, we're going to work on this for six months. And maybe in six months, that part will have been witnessed enough to let go. And that's not how I've been taught to coach. And so I've had to like confront my own discomfort around the slowness of a process. Right. And my own all the coaching parts that want to get my clients the return on their investment and wants to see, you know, tangible results. It's I'm so thankful that I've done this work on myself and I have an embodied knowing, <laughs> right. I just changed my fucking <laughs> marketing.
0: I, I was mean, I'm like, here for your bullshit bullet point promises. Will you get results? Yes. And slow is fast.
1: Yeah. <laughs> slow is fast. and And that's, that's something that has been said to me in my IFS training several times over. And so I, I love hearing that. And it's also changed even how I think about how long am I willing to engage with a client for, right? Will I work with them? for I've, I've done 6 and 12 month packages. Do I really believe that 6 months can get me where I can get my client to a place where we want to go? Maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm thinking about you know changing my my model and saying, look, the work we're going to do, it'll change you drastically but if we stop at six months we might shortchange change you i always thought that but let me ask you a question are yeah, you I always that too.
0: are you mostly working one-on-one or hybrid yeah. or like i have one on one-on-one and group I I, very few one-on-one clients these days yeah. i have my group clients can have a one-on-one session my yeah. cultivate leadership get one a month um but I'm doing a lot of IFS in group context. And I have, I am had, too. So yeah, a, a, gr- a class on group. And it's fascinating. Yeah.
1: So, Go my Self Leadership Academy group is 100% focused on IFS based work. And I, you know, something that also was sort of uncomfortable for me when I first got into level one was this idea of like, you don't need to do much psychoeducation, people will pick up the model. I actually have a group of five women who (laughs) really love learning about the model and what's happening. And so I get to both teach what's happening and and talk about it. And then, yeah, we get to be there and witness. And I freaking, I love the group context. Um, I love IFS one-on-one. And then I have one client who's in both the group and one-on-one and the Mm -hmm. synergy that happens between Mm -hmm. the group work and our one-on-one work. Mm-hmm. sometimes I wish that was my entire model that you've got to do both with me. Right.
0: Yeah. Right? I, um, I like creating a community of this language and it's mm-hmm. interesting to watch various people. Some people pop in There's Some people here's how slow is fast. There's some people who show up for at least one call a week. I have two calls a week on Monday. We do a business call. And on Thursday we do a uh, life call, bring mm-hmm. whatever topic. And there are people who show up at least once a week regularly. <clears throat> and so they they have chosen to immerse themselves and they don't get hung up. And like they have had really fast results by just being in the room where we're immersed in this language this framework i mean still mm-hmm. other things come in on monday i'm doing like a totally pick allison's brain strategy kind of thing like we're not doing mm-hmm. parts work i don't think but it's um it was interesting because i had taken a group course really early and i went back to retake it because there are some things i'm learning again about consent um, i've always been pretty good at you know, taking one person and being able to help others or, or mm-hmm. have them in, you know, I always say, okay, Aaron, just, we just did a little session with Aaron. Don't comment on Aaron's coaching and what is your takeaway for yourself and your parts? Those kinds mm-hmm. of things mm-hmm. I I do do that too. Being mm-hmm. in the environment and having the language. I really encourage my clients who are parents to begin teaching parts language to their children um i use my husband has no idea what ifs is and i use parts language all the time especially if there's conflict it did not yesterday mm-hmm. i actually called him a name i haven't called him a name in a long time um <laughs> and he said but you can't call me names and i was like sorry fucker um
1: Oh my gosh.
0: I have a few other questions for you. Let me, I want to ask some questions, but I want to share this real quick. Do you have Jay Early's book? I do. Okay. This is the workbook by Bonnie Weiss. I'm about to send it to all my leadership um, clients. And I always, I recommend a lot of Dick's books and the IFS books, but I also say, Hey, y'all pick up the audio book of Jay Early's book. I have it in Mm -hmm. all three formats, like Kindle, whatever, just because I like hearing the actual I, I'm like you with, here's the experience, but a lot of my clients and myself have these learning parts. And when the learning parts understand, then they open the doors to the other parts. And I was feeling mm-hmm. a little, um, I feel really confident when I'm doing it. But then I was like, well, I didn't even know that my leadership coach was IFS. And mm-hmm. do is, is this a sign of you being new and sucking? Under my parts oh, then I just heart realized, like, no this is just my style this has been my yeah. my style is to teach alongside the experience and I actually probably like you have a really honed um, intuition and m- I'm gonna go ahead and say mastery for which you know my Mary Poppins bag what do I pull out mm-hmm. in this moment. Um, but mm-hmm. self-therapy workbook. So I'm, I'm going to actually make my own little poster of this. I will give Bonnie Wise credit. But this IFS principles, I've never seen it in any. She may have it in, or they may have it in Jay Early's book, but I don't remember it. There's a, you know, all parts are welcome. Some of those here, here this, all parts are welcome. The second one, consent. You never make a part step aside or separate. You only ask. Like so mm-hmm. clear. Right? Uh You respect the reasons parts have for what they are and aren't willing to do. Again, consent. Uh Um, All parts have positive intent. They only want the best for you. If they appear to have negative intent, they're using, using strategies that made sense at some point. Getting inside their world and understanding. So receiving their origin, not telling them what their origin is
1: Mm -hmm. then this one I
0: highlighted. I haven't pulled out a highlighter. I didn't even know if I still had one, but I found one. Parts will cooperate once their fears are addressed and once they can feel you and self and understand your intentions. And even other parts that are self-led. There was a distinction I Mm -hmm. recently heard about that too. Like we don't have to be 100% in self. And some of our unburdened parts can just be self-led. Mm -hmm. Um, it isn't possible to do it wrong and then the very last thing says the fastest way to resolve an issue is to work slowly, patiently and respectfully with all parts involved and I think that's probably the biggest, that and consent are the two biggest changes since the last time we've talked what Mm -hmm. about you?
1: Oh those are, all those resonate a lot Um, the I mean, I, I've told this story to, to my clients, just, just the, the slowing down piece has just been profound for me. Um, but the one that, that really hits me and I I've learned a lot of nuances around this through my level one coaching is the fears mm-hmm. and concerns. Mm, um, yeah. we don't, okay i'm gonna say this and I'm, I'm being sort of like in a universal absolutist way but like in the coaching industry there's this fear the feel the fear and do it anyway mentality right oh, yeah i'm so which fucking over it. 10 which tends to place a value judgment on fear being bad you just grab yeah. through it right and there are so many different layers of when you um check for fears and concerns in the ifs model even just, uh, one that I learned at level one that hadn't come up in anything else I had done, which is before you even start talking to a part, does it have any fears and concerns about us getting to know it today? Oh, that's good. Right. And boom, right. There's so much Mm. opportunity there. And then of course, sometimes another part will come in and I'll be like, Oh, it's not that part. It's some other part. So that's good. And then as we, we go working with managers We address, again, are there any fears and concerns uh, coming up? It's not just fears and concerns about who are you protecting in the system, but fears as we talk. Um, And then if we go to an exile, we then ask the protective partner, do you have any fears and concerns about getting to know the exile? Like Mm -hmm. It is constant, not just constant consent, but constant acknowledging, witnessing, and addressing fears respecting respecting fear as, as you know, I'm so sick of the false of evidence appearing real mantra. Oh, I was shooting the finger, but for some reason, look at this. I was trying to shoot the yeah. finger, but I threw yeah, double T
0: signs. signs. I've <laughs> only had four sips of wine. I'm not drunk yet, Yeah, but but, yeah. but but I find this very Freudian because as you were speaking, I could literally feel the, tension in my muscles relax.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. I I can yeah. hear that. And again, this is needed in the coaching world. This is needed right. in the everyday reaction world. Like it out of professionalism, yeah. this is needed in relationship with kids and parents and partners and it's just needed as a skill set in humanity. And then yeah. this, this whole idea that fear is wrong. And here's what yeah. I've noticed with my clients, Erin, and my parts. And, and from self, I've been able to say, that's a legitimate fear. That, that could totally happen.
1: Or <laughs> I, Once you start acknowledging, right, that the parts have come online and have been burdened for a reason... Mm -hmm. They had a legitimate fear. Absolutely. Right. Whether or not that fear is still true or outdated. And the the thing that I have found so easy to melt tension is when you acknowledge that part and say, of course you do what you do. Of course you're protecting this system. Wow. Thank you for doing such a great job for this person. Yeah. And um, one of the pieces of language that's been really helpful for me in level one training is we keep talking about buy in. Mm-hmm. And it's not that we're trying to get buy in from like a negotiation convincing state. It's from, from genuine a consent. Genuine <laughs> consent. Yeah, like, okay,
0: I'm willing to give this a go. I'm, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. And then reassuring the parts, mm-hmm. especially the ones that step aside, right? So, i got to, and I, 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 I'm going to use this language for listeners, you know, step aside basically means if we're trying to talk to like a people pleasing part, yeah. there might be an angry part. That's really done with the people pleaser. And we want that angry part to watch as we get to know the people pleasing part. Right. Um, I always say, Hey, we
0: see you. And I know you're really concerned you. and, um, yeah. we are, I would love for you to stay in the room we'd like to request a little bit of space right now and I'll check in with you. I don't always check in on the session, but I kind of tell clients as like, can you like, yeah. sometimes I'll even say, let's write this part down. Um, yeah. I might not go through what do you want to be called, but like, I promise to check in with you in a little bit because you're an important part of this conversation, like a lot of validation,
1: total, total validation. And, and sometimes depending on how strong that part is, I don't say I'm going to check in on you because that breaks the self-trust mm-hmm. or not the part, part, part to me, trust. Right. I will actually say you have full permission. If I start going too fast or too far oh, good. or okay, going like somewhere, that. you don't want to go jump in and let me know. Yeah. Right. Cause otherwise if, yeah, if I say, like, I would love for you to get my I attention. Right.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Cause if I say I'm going to check in and I don't, I have now completely yeah. No I, the totally, in this <laughs> no, I
0: totally get that. I totally get that. Yeah. And I share that with my clients too. I sometimes do also, this is really corny. I have little ways of doing IFS that are Allison's way. I'm sure you have your Aaron ways. Yes. And so sometimes <laughs> yes. I do not that they absolutely work, but I do what I call all system updates, like the loudspeaker in an office mm-hmm. building. Um, we don't expect this to to completely update everybody, but we did want to let you know that this, this (laughs) (laughs) we do little all system updates or we'll turn and and update a cluster apart. So when we go back to those fears, now I'm not saying like you, like I may come across something that's not alleged. Let's say, Oh, I'm afraid my daddy will beat me and my daddy's dead. Well, that can't happen. And these fears, when they're addressing their fears and concerns, I might get rejected. I might be left. I might be criticized. You are absolutely right. And the updates of the system for, I get when you were three or you're seven. But I'd like to let you know, like, are you open to hearing how 50-year-old Allison, what what I know about fears. And so I can't promise that we won't be rejected. In fact, I'll promise you we probably will be rejected, but I'd be happy if you're open to share some updates about what we know now about dealing with it.
1: And that's so um, key and so different in coaching. I think it's something worth highlighting, right? That our parts are frozen in time.
0: And if you ask,
1: and I, this is so out of my, I'm a, you know, I'm a trained psychologist. Like this is on the 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 conversation you know, the last time we did i maybe, feel like i maybe, feel like, but we're like we're living so, loose so true, right that like these no, parts they, are frozen in time right no and they so, are frozen the more, it's not ooh, it's right? like science <laughs> but they so when i say even just I'll, I'll give a without breaking any confidentiality i had a client the other day whose part wasn't even aware that it existed this part was like yep. oh I exist and wasn't aware of the human that it existed within always often not always but right often. and needed that human to say this is who I am this is what's what's up now and you talk about like I'm afraid I'm gonna get beat at my dad well my dad's dead that's because the part doesn't know that
0: right the part one of my favorite <laughs> questions that I learned early on I used to ask, how old are you? This is before IFS. Mm-hmm. Like when we were working with mm-hmm. inner children, how old are you? And I've been trained in a modality, a coaching modality, by the way, that does that. Yeah. And in IFS, we say, how old do you think I am?
1: <laughs> Both. Right. And actually, are you even aware of Allison? Yeah. Do you, do you see that? Do you know all Allison here? exists? Do you, <laughs> it's sometimes so... like, no. And I mean, This is fascinating for me. This part I was getting to know in with my client this week was so young that it barely had words. And if I hadn't been doing this work and witnessed this work multiple times over, I would have thought this client is just like fooling me right now. But it was so, so young that it was speaking to, and it could not even speak to my client. It had to speak to me directly. Um, (laughs) But it could only speak in one word at a time. And it had a shriller voice um that sounded younger and it was again this is all of my like skeptical scientist parts in the past would have been like you're working with a charlatan client there's no possible way this is what's happening and i'm watching that going oh no this is real and this is fascinating
0: (laughs) well what's what's so fun so right like Let me just scratch my back with a ruler real quick. I love the impromptu back scratch. If all, if the client is capable, resourceful, and whole, as a coach, all we're doing is facilitating them to return to their wholeness so they can make their decisions. Mm -hmm. And then I still love getting into strategy, but strategy without the team on board, especially the one... Or ones that have been resistant about it forever. So in my own personal work, I have, this is what's fun. Here's what's different between now and the last time. And I don't even remember. It was probably a year ago that we connected and did a podcast, Mm -hmm. maybe a little less than a year ago. Um, People pleasing parts. Completely different. In fact, a colleague friend of mine this morning called me and she said, you come across as so clear about what you're available for and what you're not right now. And I was like, yeah, I've been working on that. That is, that is not mm. an overnight change, but I have been spending a lot of time with thinking parts and with parts and with my therapist and in the experience. So a, a random, not random, an important distinction for anybody listening. You can listen to this stuff all day and you can read it all day, but experiencing it, is a full body thing and it's an important part and you are not going to yeah. get you've got it. You know, I, and, and Dick is that way when he does, when he does podcast because mm-hmm. he's like, well, let's start talking about it. Let's just do it. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it is a full body, all parts involved experience. Mm-hmm. And what's so fun is clients are like, Oh, my God. Oh, oh God, I got so many thoughts. Okay. Client recently. Oh, my God. I love this work. I feel so much lighter. she That's what she hired me for in session two. She's like, Mm -hmm. I feel so much lighter. I'm like, oh, score. Um, (laughs) And I'm learning. So, this is another distinction of like, hi, we've graduated from kindergarten, IFS. I'm now in like first grade, second grade, maybe even more.
1: But Mm -hmm. not certainly Mm -hmm. not in graduate
0: school yet. And, um, that just the way my parts talk to me, everybody else's system is different. And so a lot of times Mm -hmm. in my group, I'm having to say, I may use language of checking with your parts. What does it say? Mm-hmm. And when I say "say," it may mean show you a picture, give you a smell, give you a physical sensation, right? I'm re- so alongside this. I'm learning a lot about inclusivity because every mm-hmm. part is different, which means every human is different. And yeah, and I'm I'm learning so much more. I just told my clients last week. I said, "Here's the deal. I'm done having even in my mind. I'm done having an idea." of what your learning looks like you're the decider of your learning and involvement Mm
1: -hmm. and y'all come
0: in and y'all apologize for being late stop I'm here I'm going to do this work and you do what works for you in your system and if you're late it's perfect for your system or if you because my clients sometimes um will listen instead of participate and right. And like in the coaching world, everybody needs to come and everybody needs to be off their camera and,
1: and it's like, Oh, fuck yourself. Everyone needs to be on time. Right. Like if you're four, four minutes late, like, like, what is that? How is that showing up in the rest of your life that you're late Oh this, like- my God. And then I, so I just decided like, I'm,
0: I, and I gotta say, I'm learning some of this from Simone is like the accessibility, like, Everybody learns differently and, but I wasn't able to see that until I was able to see my own part. And so this Mm -hmm. is what I find fascinating. My external world is changing dramatically and the way I move in the external world is changing dramatically because I'm willing to get to know and listen instead of coach or teach these parts. Tell me about your experience. Mm -hmm. What else? Like some of the earliest Mm -hmm. fundamental coaching skills, like what else, what else, what else, what else? else? Yeah. Is there anything else you want to show me? Are you sure?
1: (laughs) Sometimes I I have to like confront a part that wants to be more useful. um, Because when I'm asking a lot of questions that are like, get on a soapbox. Tell me what you need to know, like what I need to know. Right. And w- again, like what else, what else? Like, I'm not asking the profound, powerful questions that might be on a Rich Litvin 121 powerful questions list. I'm literally asking like, got anything else for me? You know, it's what, so funny what so so H- right though, now? right? Like, is because
0: I think all of us coaches have, like, we probably all could make up like, or sometimes we've, Accidentally asked a powerful question and been like, I'm fucking badass. But oh, you know yeah. who one of my, my, what else people is, is Rich Lipman. Like he, he was somebody he for me that, he was somebody that modeled not have to be important during the coaching session. Now he may make a list or a post, but in an actual yeah. coaching session, my experience of him was he sat back and he witnessed now I also know my parts commanded that shit from him.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, right, like, I think mean, he's a slightly I mean, like, different style these days, but he may, which is fine. Yeah, but, but yeah. Like, oh
0: my gosh!
1: But and that's, really nice. that's been also a thing that's been confronting about this IFS model, right? And it's even more fascinating watching the therapists in level one training because they have been taught. I don't know. I went through a year of social oh, work school, okay. but I don't have. God. I don't have enough understanding of how this is sort of revolutionary, but they've been taught to be the experts and they have been taught to be the leadership. Right. Right. Like us. Um, And so to show up and do very little, because I love the premise of IFS, right. It's self healing and we're here to help facilitate and guide, but ultimately, you know, We may be the ones talking to parts initially because people can't necessarily access them themselves or access the energy for it. But ultimately, the goal is to build that self-to-part relationship and we're just bystanders. And that can be very edgy for those of us who are coaches who are used to charging massive amounts of money. We we feel like we have to be the experts. We have to be mind blowing. We have to be teaching, mentoring, whatever it is. And sometimes it's just as simple as time out. Totally Your sound is
0: oh, time no. out. Your sound is going out. And sometimes hmm. it's as simple as there's um, just a little face okay, is so cute. Yeah, there's a little <laughs> network hmm. connection. Hold on, it's okay. We got time for it. It's okay. We can go slow, okay. slow, fast.
1: Slow, fast.
0: Tell me when it comes back. You're. I think you're back. Okay. I couldn't tell at first. I thought it was okay. just your your pods, but then I think it's your it connection. Be. But I think you're back now. So I don't know okay. if you could pick up that last little part.
1: Yeah. So it's as simple as being there with the part in silence.
0: Yeah. Present. What I kind of wanted to say so. Right. Yes. Okay. Lately. Um, and I don't intentionally say I'm going to pick a word, but there's the eight C's and then there's the five P's and somewhere I have it, the five P's. But I am for my system because I'm a disassociator and disconnector and I will be from the head up. So, Enneagram Mm. 7, which I really don't relate with, but I do relate with all my thinking and need to know parts. And I also have all the good girl parts. And I'm noticing most of my clients are big learners and big achievers and big make everybody happy parts. Mm -hmm. So, me too. I'm learning presence and presence and slow creates attunement. Like you wait long enough. It's kind of like you used to live in Austin, Texas, my hometown. And so you've been in Barton Springs before. And you know how like you get in Barton Springs and it is shocking to the system.
1: And if you stay
0: in the water, this is like a 68 degree spring it's It's in the history. It's really cool in Austin, in the center of Austin. And it's really effing cold. And if you get in and get out, it's still cold. But if you get in and stay in, your body temperature acclimates. And Mm -hmm. what I didn't know however many months ago was part of the slowness is the somatic acclimation Mm -hmm. of, you know, it's it's not just a mental decision these parts are making. It's Mm -hmm. it's a whole body experience they need to have. And trust is not just a mental decision. It requires time on task and it requires presence. And so presence. Mm -hmm. And and we hear that, right? Like if somebody's grieving, they don't need you to say all these things. And if you are going to do something, don't ask them what to do. Just do it. And a lot of times, like, just I'll, I'll just be here with you. Mm-hmm. And I notice that is. And here's what's so sweet and tender to some of my caretaking parts our business clients. Mm. We're not, we're not, I, I would guess for you, I'm going to make some assumptions. Feel free to correct me. Go for it. Yep. You and I are not dealing with people who are consumed by suicidal ideation, alcoholism. Um, Correct. Toxic, abusive relationships, um, eating disorders, a lot. Our clients are in a, a pretty stable place. And I do have clients that are absolutely have their therapist for those things. Um, yes, And our clients also want a deeper conversation. They know strategy. Both of our clients tend to be more experienced in business. They know they can figure Mm -hmm. out a how-to. They don't need another damn strategy. And so they really are coming to us because I've had all the strategy. I've had all the coaching. And I still don't trust myself or something is still going Mm -hmm. on.
1: And I still keep falling back into the matrix is a, a, a line I've, I've used before. I keep getting wrapped up in. I see Simone would be a great example, but Simone doesn't give concrete strategy, but I see this thing on Instagram and all of a sudden I find myself thinking I have to have a podcast or I have to have a yeah. blog or I have, yes. like they, they fall out of alignment with what brings them joy is a big word for me. Right. And joy and self energy are very yeah. similar. But yeah, there's these people who are... Um, call that getting the they know how. To, yeah, they know how to make money, right? They can make money anyway. They want to make money from a really deeper, aligned, soulful, joyful place. And so this, this work is really powerful for that, to understand where those parts take them right out of who they are. Yeah.
0: It's just, it's so, um, I'm so excited. And I know how many are there? Any other coaches in your cohort of your training? Yeah, did you say there's one so, or
1: none? Yeah, two. <laughs> well, so there's two and a half. Two and a half. Um, it's interesting. It's not just so. It's not just therapists, right? So we have a foster mom, um, and she's doing oh, cool. IFS yeah. with the foster boys she has, and. Children Amazing, take IFS. Like, They get IFS. It's like we almost beat multiplicity out of our kids. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. We've got a foster mom. We've got a podiatrist. We've got a nurse. And then there's a guy who's a former pastor who's got a, a therapy license, but also does coaching. And then there's two, uh, two other people. One of them named Allison. So I can't even tell my wife. I'm talking to IFS Allison. It's, which one? Because um, <laughs> I'm IFS Allison number one. Hello. We call her Al. We can call me Al. Call her Al. Um, so yeah, there's two other peer coaches. Um, and I don't know how much Al will take it with her. I'm still getting to know both Al and Drew. I think Drew is going to incorporate it. But like, I think I'm the only person sitting in this training going, how do we bring IFS to the coaching world more?
0: I think we're doing it. I think we're doing the best yeah. that we can. We're t- you know, we're, and well, I think it's, I think it's great that there are people like, you know, Rebecca Ching who was one who taught me and, you know, every once in a while, like I'll, after the fact, I would hear she, like her podcast is called the unburdened leader. And I didn't know what that meant in I S S I F S terms. And even when we started, I didn't know what I was signing up for, and she was like, "Oh, by the way," and she gave me the books, and the books were like, "Oh," and so I'm. There's plenty of people, like my therapist works a couple, couple different modalities. I work a couple different modalities too, right? Like I, ha- like mm-hmm. I said, the Mary Poppins bag is part of what is my gift as a and my genius as a coach, and. This is a core way of viewing the world and ourselves that I find helpful everywhere, not just in the coaching world, and particularly Mm -hmm. in the coaching world with the problems our clients are encountering. And it's interesting because right, like in the early years of my coaching, I was working with a lot of newer people and, and now I'm working with a lot more People who are experienced. My clients are average. So I have some younger, some older, but my clients are average, forty-five to fifty-five. Mm. I have most of my clients have been in business, and you know, because of that, they've been in business for a long time. Maybe different variations, mm. and so, and and many of them have been in personal development. Like I look back and go, I've been coaching since I was fifteen years old, and didn't even know it. I just didn't know that mm-hmm. coaching was a reality. Yeah. And, me too. I giggled that I went to UT my freshman year and was going to be a therapist, but I made a D in psychology. And... um, Or do I need
1: to get down in that department? Because I know that department very well. Right. But
0: I... Well, and then, right, like even making the decision, because I was going to go get my PhD and I was trying for counseling psychology and they only accept 10 people and I was the second alternate and I took a job instead. And I just chuckle because I've thought about it every once in a while. Like I'm, I have parts that are jealous of your PhD in psychology because I would love to be able to put that credibility. But right now I don't know that there's a program that warrants my time and money for the, in exchange for the bull. Like I don't want to be a part of a bullshit system. Mm -hmm. There's other ways to learn. And the best most effective so every once in a while too i pull up like my ifs classes and i pulled up a session from the ifs circle on the ifs institute which by the way y'all anybody is available to take i highly recommend Mm -hmm. aaron took it too and once Mm -hmm. you take once you take the ifs um circle they offer you the continuum and i think you pay a flat fee i can't remember if i think it's a flat fee and every month i get a new course and so there's like you know, I haven't caught up with all of them, but there's like IFS and parenting and IFS and addiction and IFS and group work and yeah. IFS and coaching and IFS and all these other things. And so I just have a steady stream of participating in these classes. Um, but I have parts that I actually told my therapist yesterday, I have, had so much concrete evidence for people pleasing parts and rejection sensitive dysphoria parts like my last rejection sensitive dysphoria episode and the way I experience it is a landmine I don't experience it all the time but I when a when a RSD part gets hit it is a in the, in the past it has been a three month ordeal before I'm mentally back to a centered mm. state it's all consuming and my last rsd episode
1: lasted 3 hours it's huge that's it's huge phenomenal the other thing
0: phenomenal. is phenomenal it is phenomenal like the time like 3 hours and i didn't even i didn't even force it it was just natural and then the other thing was i released myself from an agreement with a coach that the program was not working for me and i almost walked away from the contract, which had just started, it was only three months in. And so I was about to sacrifice $24,000 and my people pleaser were, were, were literally saying, just take it as a loss. They were gaslighting me. Just take it as a loss. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, I had some conversations and I was able to listen to a little part of me that said, you always fold. You always go along to get along. And you actually have some legitimate legal reasons for asking to be out of your contract. And I was able in 24 hours. Now it took me a while to realize it. You know what took me a while? It took me a while to pay attention to the parts, the experience, Mm -hmm. right? like the issues were happening, but I didn't slow down and pay attention to the parts. Did some Mm -hmm. quick deep exploration with my therapist. And within 24 hours, I had saved $24,000 by listening to a people-pleasing, I never had consent part. And I was able to pull in a self-led business negotiator. Without any rejection sensitive dysphoria or without the people pleasing, and those parts were not shoved away; they were absolutely heard and cared for, and they were mm-hmm. absolutely updated and excited to they were a little nervous, but like and and then helping my parents do the thing so I have these three major physical, financial, behavioral evidenced cases <laughs> I got my own case study of holy shit this stuff works uh, slow but quick do you have any, do you have any places? yeah do, do you have any like any, uh, any that you're willing now you don't have to consent consent but is there any story or um shift that you've noticed in your own self and your parts that
1: in I there's, there's a Yeah, there's a couple. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, I've been getting to know a lot of different parts. Um, And reminder, you don't
0: share if you don't want to.
1: No, what's what's really coming to me has been. So I've spent about a year and a half writing my book, and I have gone through multiple iterations of what the fuck I'm writing. Mm-hmm. And what it's about and what the chapters are like. And all of my blockers were parts. Yes! And, right? All of them. Every one of them was were parts. And, and so I, I have four this place concrete
0: and, examples. Keep going, but yes. Yeah,
1: so... And it was just, like, <laughs> fascinating to me how... One of the, the things was every time I opened Microsoft Word, an academic part came out. I could not write a book. And at one point, literally, my book coach, Patty, and I were looking at something I posted on Instagram and something I wrote about, about toxic positivity on Instagram versus my Microsoft Word. And we're just like, this is two different people. What is going on here? Um, and so getting to know that academic Part, getting to know its fears and concerns, which were pretty deep around. I have a lot of stuff around my PhD. But then being able to learn that the parts that really wanted to come out, the playful ones, were going to record it in Otter AI. Yeah. And I went from being completely paralyzed to write and having hours on hours of maybe getting a few few hundred words out in a day, I got 60,000 words out of Otter. In maybe a month and a half. Yeah. And now I'm in the editing phase of those 60,000 words. And this week alone, I found out I had 20,000 more words to clean up from Otter AI. And I was like, that normally would have taken me freaking ages. I edited, uh let's see, 11,536 words this week because I have let go of, not let go, but some of the parts that were so strongholded. In me not carrying the burdens anymore. We're not carrying the burden anymore. And one of the biggest ones that I'm really working on in every aspect of my life is the one that feels like I have to do it alone. Oh, that I am. So I'm an only child. Um, and through some of the, the work that I've done. There were some parentifying of my parents that happened naturally. because Both my parents were very, um, uh, academics. Like, they were academics, but also my dad had lupus and my mom had mm. breast cancer. Like I had a lot of, a lot of health challenges. Okay, in my parents up, and so I literally was <laughs> caretaking. And so I have this really ingrained belief that if I can't do it by myself, I'm not valuable. <clears throat> and so I've actually done a lot of surrender and even the words I'm cleaning up in my book right now, I know they're not exactly where I want them to be, but mm-hmm. I've given Patty free reign to go do whatever she needs to do. And I'm leaning into trusting that this is a woman who knows what she's doing. And that whatever she's going to send back to me is going to be way better than if I sit here trying to perfect on my own, this 500 word, a thousand word piece. Mm -hmm. And I've let go that a book has to look a certain way. It's literally going to be conversation style. I don't know how many there are at this point, but it's not chapters. It's these little Conversations that kind of have through ties and will kind of relate to each other, but like all my parts that were like a good academic cites all yeah. their sources and defends all their pro- their perspectives and yeah. writes linearly. All those parts yeah. needed to like yeah. say their piece, take a deep breath, and watch as whatever other parts are in the lead now. I love that. Did and you my know whole, that my book part- will be all the better. Your book coach and my book coach are really good friends. Yes, I've heard this. I've heard this. I did not know that
0: they were really good friends. Come come Clamo's whining and then we'll have to wrap up. But your book coach and my book coach are really good friends. And I've been working with my book coach for two and a half years now. And I, this year, started paying her a whole lot more. I was like, I need this help. Like, I am paying her out the ass to do a lot of organizational stuff because that's where I get hooked up. But before that... And she's the one who called it. She was like, have you noticed that you have a part that comes up and literally can't breathe when we have sessions? And I don't, I don't, I didn't really necessarily do it any unburdening or talking. Mm. But I, I did go through this year in 2021 where, and I was like, did I have COVID and not know that I have COVID? And I Mm. had gone to the doctor and had my lungs x-rayed and had ekgs because she was like i think you're having heart problems she like immediately did an ekg with my symptoms and i was like well if i was having a heart attack i've had one every day for the last six months and they especially come on when i talk on the phone with my book coach." and interestingly as soon as i got The EKG and the lung and heart x ray. They did not find anything. They did find a back problem, but they did not find anything with my lungs or my heart. And intellectually, I acknowledged that maybe that was a part. It went away. I haven't had the shortness of breath since then. So I didn't do any session. I didn't do any work. And but right, like I do think there's an overall being with my system, and so y'all, when we say system mm-hmm. here at the end of this hour-long podcast, system is yourself and all your parts and your exiles, mm-hmm. like in your parts are made up of managers and firefighters, which are all protectors, and then you have your like inner core wounded child, which are exiles. And mm-hmm. But they work as a whole, just like a family. So you say your internal family and we call that first and short, we call it system. And so it's fascinating how so much of my system doesn't need all this deep work. They just need recognition. And they need recognition. Awareness. And
1: right. And, that's,
0: um, yeah, I'm doing some I've work so with so many.
1: Um, so many parts that, that that's all it is. is understand. awareness and acknowledgement. And it's like, really I don't have to d- do anything because I can see Ooh, people getting fearful about us. Like, oh go, we got to go deep on every part and we got to witness every part. And th- that sounds exhausting. And I'm like, sometimes nope. yes. Sometimes you just go, oh, oh I, I have am- an academic part and it goes, okay, bye. <laughs>
0: yeah. Right. That's what I, and I, that's why I love, right. Oh gosh. You and I can talk for the rest of the day on this. I love it. I'm so glad. Um, I'm so glad to have you as a friend, obviously, and also as a peer IFS coach at this stage in their learning and journeying. And I know, you know, since you and I talked about this, and we both talk about it all the time, I hear other people say, oh, I know about IFS. And you and I are both just really vocal and and have intentions of vocally and intentionally bringing this to our work bringing this to the coaching world, bringing this to our relationships, bringing this to humanity. And at the beginning I was like, I need to
1: be special. I don't want anybody to
0: know. And now like, I want everybody to know. Everybody.
1: I want everybody to know. And, and I don't care. Like I, you were sharing about Simone's stuff and like, I'm, I'm similarly like, I, a part of me in the past would have been like, Simone beat me to it. Damn it. Like, why am I, and it would beat me up. Right. For why am I not saying, She's so young, And way. why am I so old? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And when I saw her post that I went, oh, thank God. Because that part of me that feels like I have to do this all alone just got validation that no, there's somebody else out there doing it. And yeah, yeah. she may be doing it right now and she may be going first on certain things, but I want every person on the planet to understand IFS because I see the the collective healing that we can do when we unburden our parts. And there's stuff in IFS we didn't even cover today around how do we actually work with generational trauma and how do we work with these cultural burdens like white supremacy and patriarchy. And so I'm like, yeah, let me just everybody please know about it. I don't need to be special. I just need to be vocal.
0: No, but right, like for years, I have really struggled with, like, I do care about politics and so much of the coaching world is like, don't look at politics. And I'm like, politics is life. And if I'm a life coach, how can I not pay attention to decisions that are made about life for us by our government? And so I'm absolutely into politics. I'm absolutely into social justice. And like, my sister is a real good frontline, like that's her role, And my role, like, in dog rescue lately, I haven't been able to foster dogs, so I transport, like, behind the scenes. And I was like, I'm feeling helpless. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, hold on. Mm. This, for me, the most effective way I can create political, social change, racial change, uh, to- not tolerance that's not the word celebrate like just celebrate human rights change that's the right human mm-hmm. rights change human love and acceptance change human belonging change is these conversations of helping people create the framework of being with any part of them that's just dis- that is disrupting somehow because even and in my own parts like I now I see I see people being parts led and I'm like, I may not be able to run around and teach millions about this, but I can work with these 50 clients in my membership and these seven clients in here. And I don't need to, I don't want 10,000 clients. I don't want all this. I can share my heart, show my work and work with my 60 clients. And that is 60 people that will, well, and of those 60, let's say 30 of them really take it on. And really jive with it and really then 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 I have made a ripple with people who are able to lead themselves and anything that comes up and that will eventually go towards the way we treat other human beings, which is manifested in politics and systems.
1: When we stop being wounded, it's really hard to treat other people. (sighs) That's a good way way to say it. Right? That's a good way to say it. We're all operating from wo- all of these systems are wounded systems, mm-hmm. right? And so there's a one- mechanisms. mechanism. Yeah, We're still so coping this-
0: mechanism.
1: When all of me is welcome, all of you is welcome, right? And so mm-hmm. I'm I'm in the same boat. I don't necessarily have this dream about tens of thousands of people, but for me, there will be down the line. And I'm doing slow as fast here. There will be more teaching. In mm-hmm.
0: Say that one more time. I'm gonna get yeah, mute. So, I wanna hear it. Yeah. I didn't hear it. Say yeah, it one
1: more time. So I don't need to make impact in the tens of thousands. I don't wanna be a I don't I for me, my parts don't want to step out on a the stage. They don't wanna be I have a whole alert allergy to gurus and charismatic leaders. But down my line, and this is something I'm sort of slowest fasting towards, is I do wanna be teaching and mentoring other coaches in this method. Um whether it's through the IFS Institute and it's through a sanction thing or something else I do, because that's the ripple of impact for me, right? As if every coach had this, I mean, that's a pipe dream, but if, the more coaches that have this in their hands, the more people they're then bringing it to. That's how we spread it out. Not through getting on stage and talking about IFS, but truly doing it one burden, one person, one healing at a time. And I just have this this vision of like a coaching industry that is doing this deeply important societal work. Coaching has been such an individual thing. And I love the individual create your life method. And what if coaching can be at the forefront of systemic change?
0: I, you know, I think I do know that there has to be many different roles right? Like yes. it's not just one role, And so our role and yeah. in our industry, I can't be responsible for the, I don't know, the nursing industry. Right. And I'm so glad this is getting into medicine and I'm so glad it's getting mm-hmm. into education, but this is my industry. Mm-hmm. and I will mm-hmm. work to keep my home clean and clear and holy. And I mean that in the human sense, not the religious sense, um, mm-hmm. and it's so because my dogs were going apeshit it is their dinner time and they're barking at me and instead of like at first I started I was like stop stop shush doesn't work and I told them come here come here let me give you some attention Welcome. and they're quiet they're still hyper but they're quiet so with that I'm gonna go ahead and close up quick real quick yes. is there any way someone can get a hold of you or work with you
1: Yes, so I'm mostly focusing on my book right now, but I do pop up on Instagram every so often at Dr. Aaron M. Baker. There's an M in there. And then you can check out my website, aaronmbaker.com for the offerings I have, which, yeah, I love, I love this stuff and I will be bringing more and more of it to the world over time. Awesome,
0: me too. I'm gonna go feed my yeah. dogs. Thanks for hopping on a random yep. Saturday You're afternoon welcome i love it IFS. Best saturday I look, ever. To, I look forward to our next jam ifs and coaching jam is what i'm calling these i don't know that's so weird but whatever, love, whatever. You. Thank love you love <laughs> you
1: all right bye hey
0: if you enjoyed this episode and want to dive deeper come check out the Soli self-leadership society it's my online coaching membership community a networking community, a place to belong, and a place where you can be coached by me in life and business. We dive deep into the practices of both being and doing that help us create our unique version of Soulful Success. It's a special community of small business owners just like you. And it's where I show up and give my clients personal support at an accessible fee Check it out at www.coachwithallison.com. As always, thanks for listening. And I want to give a special shout out to Elise Rich from Wide Awake Recordings for her sound production each week on my episodes, especially the car episodes, and for her music composition for my intro and outro. This show is sponsored by my three dogs, Leroy Brown, Clementine, and Rocky Potato. They're here to remind you to consider adopting when you get your next pet. More is not better. Better is better.